and welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malazan read-through podcast. My name is India Jones. I have not read every book in the main series, and I am here with my co-hosts, one who has read every book in the main series and also happens to be my friend and closest confidant, Peter Bond. Hello, India. So happy to have you back on the show. I was happy to go to Clown Town, but the show just ain't the same without your melodious voice. appreciate it thank you thank you and second but most circuit certainly not second in my heart aj Fuleri. Uh, hold on i just gotta get one more honk honk all right i'll put it back in my clown pocket i'll get back in the clown car because we're we're here for the episode now I'm, I'm so happy to be back hello everybody and and the gingerbread cookie that i would eat first joshua dean baker hell yeah. Now, when you eat me, am I going to get, like, dunked first? Are you going to, like, oh. pick off my gumdrop buttons a la Shrek in that terrible, terrible torture scene? Like, how, what are you feeling? I'm thinking legs first, then arms. Save the best part for last, that face. Hot. All right. I'm ready. Wow. I'm, I'm glad we both have the same thought because my, my immediate question was, like, feet or head first? Like, where do you go? <laughs> I always go feet first. That head's got to be last. Agreed. Really? Absolutely agreed. Which brings me to my next uh, segue point. <laughs> um, I'm having a cookie party today. Oh, yeah. oh, hell yeah. It's also called the Gingerbread Gala. It's also called the Cookie Bake Off. Okay. Well, you couldn't choose one name. You had to keep... I think for brand consolidation, it could be good to go with one. <laughs> you know, I love the word gala for this. That's the thing. Is It initially was the cookie party. Eventually, that started to sound a little childish. And the... <laughs> The gingerbread gala was born. We're adults here. Well, gingerbread gala has an air of elegance to it. It's nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are you making for this gala? So I invited my friend, Christina. Mm-hmm. PB knows Christina. We went to college. Shout together. out to Christina on the show. What up? Um, hey, Christina. You won't listen to hey, this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no chance. But she was going to come. Last minute, I switched the date. She can't come. I'm making her cookie. Mm. It's a Heath Bar chocolate giant cookie. Oh, yeah. So Heath bars are so underrated. The most underrated. on High key, the most underrated. Every other yeah. chocolate bar is trash compared to I Heath Bar. I love a fucking... Wow. Anything that's got toffee in it, sign Absolutely. me the fuck up. Absolutely, Josh. I couldn't even tell you what a Heath Bar is, so... A Heath Bar is like a... It's... <laughs> I'm, I guess I'm the Heath Bar hater here. A Heath Bar is just like a hard toffee with like a thin shell of chocolate on the outside. Yeah. It's Fuck just a, it's awful to eat. It's wow. definitely not for like, you got to be confident in your teeth when you eat it. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a Butterfinger, like Butterfinger levels of like fucks up your teeth, but harder. But also better because Butterfinger <laughs> is trash compared Butterfinger to Butterfinger sucks worst, shit. Worst, worst, worst. And I always felt like when, I was, when I've ever eaten Butterfingers, I'm looking around feeling like I'm the insane one. Like, everybody <laughs> hates this, right? Why was this candy popular at all? Because they got, that, they got that Simpsons Bart push, Simpson. man. Bart Simpson yeah. fucking eating those little Butterfinger it's true. BBs they were in the everywhere tree. everywhere as a child because, like, fucking we all love Bart, I guess. Eat my shorts, baby. Fucking eat my shorts. <laughs> To be honest, though, it is disgusting, and you should have felt judged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. It's the worst fucking candy. <laughs> nice. So, so, some poor Butterfingers fan is having a bad day opening up their podcatcher. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but at least they know you're right there with them, you know? So uh, we're, we're, we're talking, what, Malazan chapters something and something? 17 and 18. Something? We're talking 17 and 18, baby. Let's get right into it. There's a... There's yeah. a These are some chapters. Some stuff happens in these chapters. To Mm -hmm. say the least, I have no fucking idea what's going on. So Yeah, I I would say multiple times throughout my notes, I wrote, I don't know what's happening in this scene. (laughs) So I'm excited for that energy. I am too. The Malazan Marines are in Lethary territory. Beak has been hiding his group from Lethary mages as they try to catch up with the marines from urban Hellion squads. After they catch up for a quick meeting, Hellion proposes they push forward mean and fast, and sort agrees. Beak warns them about the beast hold, that Belgrid's necromancy might not be enough to cover them. Sort and Beak leave. Fiddler's group is running from an ambush that would have definitely killed them, thanks to Korab's luck. 
The group comes across a farmhouse and Fiddler and Cuddle plan to do the drum, a cusser contraption he and Hedge invented. The rest of his squad and Gessler's squad go to investigate the farmhouse. They are attacked by two Kendrilla demons who quit the demon game and became farmers. Uruhella is killed and the Malazans withdraw. Keneb recalls the great commanders and wonders where Tavor will fit. Hedge and Emroth come to the end of the ice fields. He tries to figure out where Emroth is going and what she is up to. Emroth asserts allegiance to the crippled god and says she intends to ally with the Imas living there to the crippled god's cause. Realizing this, Hedge kills her and he sees her leg had turned to flesh. It turns out she was probably hot. Quick Ben, Onrak, Troll, and the Amlava Kittens bro out for a bit. The Marines head out, each thinking of their own private thoughts about their place in this battle, their squad, and about each other. They hear an ambush off the distance and hope whoever was involved came out of it. Shergoal recaps for Tavor what's been going on between the Eater and the Lethery. Twilight arrives with Yadan and claims her role as Queen of the Sheikh. Tavor tells Twilight they seek a pilot to Letheris, and Sherk realizes it's going to be her. So, coming off of chapter 17, how do you guys feel about, um, you know, Beak and his relationship with Sort and how he's feeling internally? Things are getting a little depressy. How, how are we feeling? We cool on Beak? We hot on Beak? What do we think? Opening up the chapter with Beak? Yeah, I think opening the chapter with Beak was a strong choice, just because mm-hmm. Beak is Beak is always a character that I'm like, I'm, I'm glad we're in Beak's POV right now. Same. Um, Absolutely. Because there's always going to be something interesting. Like, Balgrid is the only one who's had a white candle for a while. What the fuck does that mean? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. What's the white candle, Let's Beak? get into that. What is the blue candle? I, well, that's fair, too. Yeah, I don't know how many colors. <laughs> or the red pretty candle. Sure blue, pretty sure blue candle is a Makra because he says they've all got some blue candle now. I think he says that, like, in his first chapter. Oh. But that's, that's the stupid. only one we know. Mm. So the candle is magic. Like, I know yeah, the candle is magic. I know that. But like each candle now represents a different type of magic. Yes, I'm pretty sure that's the case. They're all Warrens or Holds. I think Beak can have access to both because he, he was taught by a he was taught oh, yeah. by a witch how to access the Holds, I think, or vice versa or something. But yeah, he, 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 he has access to both, which is wild. <laughs> Just again, one of those one of those mages that's way way more powerful than they think they are yep we love to see that um should we just quick clarification should we have known who balgrid was like at the beginning of this chapter because we meet him immediately next but i the name did not ring a bell me either i'm struggling on who that is right now anyway no no i i no. okay yeah yeah you're he's the squad mage with uh if we've met him before this he yeah he's the squad mage with hellion got it got it got it oh yeah 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 cool squad mage he's the the he does the magic yes Yes. group Yes. Okay. I'm the squad mage of this podcast. Um, <laughs> All snap. But only today for one night only. Okay. So, and then during that conversation, I feel like, what is the point? So what is, hmm. what is Beak <laughs> doing right now? Like keeping them from, cause I know the necromancer guy, necro is, is keeping them from tracking Hellion's people, but is Beak mm. doing that for everyone else with the candles? Or is there no point? Are we just randomly talking about candles? Because at some point where these candles are going to be super relevant and uh, Be- not candles, Be- but the magic. Beak. If I learned anything, just quick rant, quick rant from the host, <laughs> because this is my podcast today. Yeah. I have chapters 17 and 18 really showed me that I have no tactical ability and <laughs> reading everything that's going on. And it is like from the Malazans and it is all part of one large tactic. Mm. I have no fucking idea what they're doing. I have no idea where they're going. (laughs) I have no idea why they're doing it. So to say that these chapters were tough for me and it wasn't just like a bunch of random shout out to Steve short stories that I was reading every time (laughs) we jumped POVs um, is how I felt. Does anyone else ever feel that way? 
you guys follow along pretty well, huh? I think this. I th- I agree with you, and that in this these couple of chapters in the middle here, it is the POV jumping is is a little much for me sometimes. And I love a good POV jump, but mm-hmm, mostly yeah. I love it from chapter to chapter. Sure. Yeah. I think what, what, what's, what's hard, too, is we're jumping from, I mean, like you said, we're jumping from Bone Hunter Squad to Bone Hunter Squad, it's and so some bad. of them are traveling together, some of them are on Second Maiden Fort, like, it's, it's, it's very, it gets, it gets to be a lot. I, I, I felt that same way when we jumped from Hellion Squad to then Fiddler and, like, Korok and all them, who are with them, but not in the same, like, encampment or whatever. They're all, like, it's just, a, it, yeah, mm-hmm. it's confusing. Exactly. And the reason I bring that up is the perfect segue into the next section. Um, We literally jump to Hellion and then Hellion's moving, moving fast with her group. They're just kicking ass, taking names, running away when they need to, you know. And I thought to myself, all of these people are working toward one common goal. And I am just realizing that now. Um, (laughs) So that was annoying. But moving into the Hellion stuff, anybody want to talk about the Beast Told and what the fuck that means? Because obviously Beak and Sort catch up with them and are telling them, yeah, guys, you know, you got to be careful. We might get caught up. They might be able to find us. And I don't know what that matters and oh, what that right. means. Be- and I want to talk to you guys about it. Yeah, I think they were, they were worried about the horses, right? Yeah, yeah. tracking the horses to the Beast. Yeah, because they're like... But I thought the that ho- he said that's not the reason. It's not about the horses. <clears throat> I think it is. I think they said the horses are how they could be tracked through the beast hole, but they were kind of like, well, they haven't done it yet. They're probably not going to or something. So why even bring it up? Because Beak said something. That's what, that's what Beak and Steve do. They bring it up. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, the beginning is not, there's really not much going on. Well, I mean, it. it in class- there's not a lot of concrete stuff happening. Yeah. yeah. It's so just let's, let's Beak talking a lot. Yeah. Let's, let's just keep it going. We're learning. We're, we're, we're moving on. We're moving on. And then we well, pop- wait, sorry. Wait, sorry. I'm sorry. I, I know we just, I know we just moved on, but there was one line that Beak had that really made me uncomfortable. He said, she would, he knew die happy which normally could be like oh you know you're gonna die happy i think but the fact that it's from beak's pov makes me think that beak knows how everybody's gonna die yeah i know exactly yeah 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 (laughs) so he's weird it makes me uncomfortable uh thinking about (laughs) anyway so let's move on appreciate it and then we move to another group of and also am i gonna be calling them let me stop cut so bone hunters is that what i'm calling Mm. them instead of malazans now Probably. They are the bone hunters. Probably, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so when people say the Malazans are coming, yeah. are we talking about the bone hunters? Yes. In this in this book, yes. Okay. Because <laughs> they're the only Malazans that we have met. I didn't know book. if it was the other Malazans. Yeah, not, not in this like book. Like the proper empire. Correct. Right. All right, so then we pop over to new one new bone hunters um that are no longer bridge burners and are also malazans <laughs> <laughs> and we see fiddler um they're talking about ambushing that thing where they make they make i guess an explosion yeah is this the chapter where he does the cool square thing or whatever it's called i don't know what you're talking about josh this is when he he shaves he shaves down the explosive he had a name for it i can't remember what it was but yeah where he uses the four different bombs that was cool love yes wild the drum wild shit the drum that's what it's called thank you the drum don't mind me jumping ahead but it's so how cute is it that he and um hedge created this thing and then hedge when we jump to Hedge's POV, I think is making uh, the same thing. Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, not this. He's he's making a he's making a, a bomb more or less, but he can just like think about it and it shows up because he's a ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is he pretty manifested great. Manifested it. I loved this little flashback. It was like, oh yeah, we were with Whiskey Jack Squad, and it, we just got these Maranth munitions, and nobody knew how they worked. So Hedge and I went tested them all and named them, and I was like. Like blew my mind that that Fiddler was the one that named. I know Fiddler and Heads were the ones that named all of the fucking munitions. It's so good. It's such good shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that part. Named yes. the munitions. Yeah. So they like when when they're when they're doing the whole flashback thing. They talk about like, oh, this one's called Sharpers because when they explode, there's like little bits that come out, and we'll call these ones Cussers because they like knock you out and whatever all the other ones are. Uh... Yeah. Like all we had, all we had. <laughs> 
<laughs> All we had really known about Fiddler and Hedge is that they were like really good at it and that they had made the the crossbows that can shoot them. But they were also the first Malazans to like test them out, which is just so cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Um, that was funny because my next question was going to be Hedge has cussers and I don't know what what that how the f- yeah. I was thinking, how am I supposed to know what a cusser is? Like, what even is that? The, the big boy explosives. <laughs> now I know. Now, and I know that we've heard them before. Yeah, we, I think we've said it before. We yeah, have, yeah, we absolutely have. I just I ignore <laughs> like it's like the military stuff. Like, I don't ignore it. It's just like I read it and then, OK, yeah. well, a cusser explodes so that's what a cusser does like but i don't know what it is like but obviously i guess it had to be a bomb um yeah yeah. so i don't know do i come to pb pb is being awfully quiet over there am i do i come do i come on over come on over the water's fine all right i'm gonna gonna dip my toe (laughs) in i'm gonna dip a few toes in so we had a little mishap bottle (laughs) didn't do his due diligence when assessing who was in the farmhouse. Yes. And it turned out to be two demons. <laughs> of course it was two demons. And we lost a person who I had no idea who they were. Uru. Um, Uruhella. 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 R.I.P. Classic Steve Rip. move. How'd you feel going? Were you expecting it first time, second time? You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. Did it hit different? Well, I did not remember this particular encounter, I have to be honest. (laughs) Um, But uh, I will ask you this. These demons. I assume that we've probably seen them before. Yes, yeah, the, we have. These are the ones that chase down the Forkrilla sail for the brothers, right? For the Sungar brothers. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. For Midnight Tides. Who peed into the hole. Yeah. Peed into the hole. Yeah. No. I love so that they've just been farmers. It's so They've just good. become <laughs> farmers. I find it really fucking funny. <laughs> uh, well, they just decide to make a life for themselves where they can, you know? They're just trying to survive like anyone else. So why did they kill anyone? Well, Urahella had it coming, if you think about it, you know. <laughs> she was walking up with an empty water thing. Yeah. Um, That's I mean, what still, I mean. So. They're still demon princes, you know. They're going to do demon mm. prince shit. Mm. Wow, Josh. That sounds Just like... Just because you're a demon prince means you're going right. to kill people. Right, literally. <laughs> yes. I mean, we just saw that that is the case, so. <laughs> wow, Josh. I think we've we've met so many cool demons in this book. I can't believe you would say that. And how not many all of, demons are built the same. I would say though, we have not there has not been many that uh, demons in this particular book. Actually pretty no. demon light. Yeah. I miss it. Yeah. I really only miss Apt. Ugh. <laughs> uh, gray frog? And gray well, uh, yeah. Gray frog. Gray frog was funny too. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Just um, going down demon lane. I wanted to interject earlier. I do agree that I think when the POVs are shifting and we're just shifting from a lot to, to lots of different soldiers who are in similar scenarios, but not but like different places or in different arrangements or it's like a different group of similar, somewhat similar or, or arrangement. Sometimes it is a little confusing. It's not as clear as like when you're cutting from like Brol Hanadar in the all to Tehol in the city or something. You know, it's like. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, uh, I, I do agree with that. Yeah, out of place. But I had to jump in. I was just I was chilled out too hard back here. I was just chilling so fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know, it's not easy carrying the show on my back, guys. <laughs> well, uh, well, the thing is, you weren't here last week, so I feel like you really had. We had to kind of throw it to you. <laughs> yeah, it really is. At the end of the day, I do need the people love this voice. So the, the more I speak. So many people in the Discord missed your voice, India. Truly. It's good to be back, guys. And and to be and I'm so sorry, you know, maybe an impromptu apology for what it's just been it's it's been rough and mm. you're it's okay. And sometimes no I, I fall into a hole mm. and then I can't get out. And then some demons piss down it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh we also get a culp name drop from Gessler. Mm. Talking about, oh, he fell off during a firestorm. I don't really know what happened to him. Hope he's okay. Is Culp coming back? <laughs> Is Culp coming back? The the wizard from the first half of Dead House Gates? <laughs> nah, no Culp. recollection of who that is. He he traveled with uh Felicin and mm-hmm. uh people. No, he traveled with uh yeah Stormy Gessler Truth. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I was struggling. <laughs> Gessler was the one that brought it up, Josh. <laughs> Look, it's been a long <laughs> Sorry. everything. Sorry. 
<laughs> yeah anyway let's move on i just wanted to that's i have a couple of those like little like oh someone says this and then that's the whole note like there's nothing else i don't think it's cult like, can come back he was pretty dead i'm pretty sure yeah I yeah think he just was thrown over the side of the boat i don't necessarily think that means he's dead wasn't didn't he end up with um Fellison and what's his face and they had to fight somebody off and he died like on no, fire or that some was bullshit. the belt that was the b guy that was some josh that was is 100 josh is 100 correct yeah they, really? he, yeah he ended up with Fellison and what's his face and he ended up fighting that swarm guy and like used fire to help fight but then he got he died no that yeah, he was there josh, too. josh is 100 percent correct he can't yeah he ended up with them india yes i know the talent guy what's his face was there too but culp ended up Wait. with Fellison and him what about the guy Bowden? then that has the two swords in his hand that he can't put down? I thought that was the guy with Felicin. That guy was also with that Felicin. Is, that, that is Bowden. <laughs> they were both there, India. Fucking. We should really, we should really talk about this chapter. I'm, I'm glad I'm not crazy, Pete. I was like, I'm positive. Culp, we saw him die with them. Interesting. That's funny. Well, luckily, anyway. back in uh, Reaper's Gale, chapter seventeen, we end up <laughs> actually. I think. Getting a little little attraction, little we get a little hot, you know. We are back with Hedge, who actually did die and is somehow alive. Um, well, as a ghost. Okay. And uh, is this new that we're finding out that Emroth is like allegiance to the crippled god? That is new. New info. Well, <laughs> that was fucking crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. What you what do you think about his response, India? Just well, to blow her, just to blow her up. Right. Depend like when, when she's like, well, what are you going to do with the thing? And he's like, well, it depends on your answer. And then, yeah. Uh, good times. How do you guys? Wild. So what was your, do you guys feel like that's like a, like, you see, I think my thing is hosting this show for me, nothing ever really seems like a big deal. So mm. like nothing seems like, oh, wow, that was a big reveal because I have no fucking idea what's going on. <laughs> so I'm wondering to you. Was this a big reveal? Were you like, oh my God, this is crazy? Or were you just like, okay, moving on? This is a question for everyone. Maybe, maybe you know what? Actually, I changed my mind. It's a question for Josh. I thought it was a little, not really. I thought it was kind of a waste for of the last bit with Hedge. Cause like now he just, you know, reveals his ghost bomb powers and kills her. And then is just like, and now I'm off. Like it felt kind of weird that we introduced, got introduced his character only for them to immediately be disposed of. So does that feel weird to you? A little bit. <laughs> uh, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I mean, I don't know. I just kind of thought it was like, a, well, that happened. I didn't really have, it didn't really stick with me then. Uh, it felt right. just like a, we did some extra work to get Hedge from point A to point B. It was fine. Yeah. I Good feel like, because she's, she's, un, she's one of the unbound, right? She's an unbound Talana Mass. Yeah. So maybe I think that was just to serve like the, oh, just so you know, any unbound Talana Mass are probably with the crippled god. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I feel like we kind of knew already, right? With the the Toblakai gods or whatever that that Karsa the, the seven, like yeah. we didn't we know that they were unbound and they were also with the crippled god. Yes. Okay, so that wasn't really the reveal there. That was just like every all of the unbound are. Anyway, I think the wildest thing here for me is that Talan or maybe not Talan is located in the Jaghut underworld and there are no Jaghut ghosts because they didn't believe in an afterlife or something. Uh, th- that part was so, so confusing. I kind of love it, of course. I, and yeah. it's very funny. It'll come out soon. I just talked to Iskar Jarek about A Sale, which is a book uh. somewhat related. And I kind of just love the idea that like these people have this history and are like mingled and together in a way, you know? So a sail is the Jaghut underworld? No, totally different thing. That's a real world continent. <laughs> and by real world continent, I mean a continent in the fictional <laughs> book of the fall. It's um, real to me, Pete. Yeah. And then we just end the hedge section with him being like, yeah, and Starfall Demolane has the power to destroy Warrens and it's made of dragon blood. And that's the end of the section. And I'm like, oh, yeah. uh-huh. It's made of the blood of dragons and it can destroy destroy the Warrens. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, that I put that in the category of Steve's on his bullshit where he just says <laughs> stuff and I'm like, well, yeah, fine. Totally, yeah, yep. I... Uh, Seems like a big deal. Mm-hmm. It sure seems like a big deal, but man, was it just like I was getting hit over the head with like proper nouns and like a history book. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like somebody brought a history of Napoleon. It was like, learn it. 
Burn it, Beating guy. Uh, anyway. Guys, bring it in. Bring it the fuck in. We're headed out of here to my personal favorite part. The M Lava Kittens. The M Lava Kittens. <laughs> They're such a Okay. They're just eat. They're just eating stuff. Yeah. They're kitties. just little babies. Little little babies. Um, I've been trying to look up what they look like. No pictures. So I'm just a, imagining real kittens, big teeth, adorable. Wow. So sweet. Yeah. But anyway, this is kind of I don't know. You know, things always seem to be a little more. Which I hate to say because mind you, these were never my favorite people to be around. But. <laughs> Quick Ben, Troll, and Onrak honestly happen to be the most interesting part of this chapter, in my humble opinion. So we're still obviously going through that place that we're in. But I really liked the conversation that I think Quick Ben and Onrak were having about how he doesn't always have to be like on for Troll. Mm. And I thought that was really sweet. And then he like frowned when troll came back and was like showing some sad like sad boy energy and was like and it, i just i don't know thought it was sweet loved it wow aj uh yeah i mean i also loved it but i'm so happy that we're on the same page right now but i do also love how everyone was like troll buddy <laughs> like not everything has to be such a big deal like you don't have to cry at everything dude like relax it, it did feel like the first moment that like they acknowledged that anyone in the story acknowledged that maybe people are being sad too much you know yes oh <laughs> loved it because yeah. you know usually every every character in this story not everyone a lot of the characters in stories are walking around being like have you ever considered whether all humans are trapped in this cycle of <laughs> foolishness and then it's like and then most people act like it's a normal way to a lot of people act like it's a normal way to talk so i think like it's kind of fun <laughs> to I don't know. Yeah. No, it's big facts. It's absolutely. Yeah. That was my biggest yeah. issue, you know, <laughs> with Troll and Onrak. They're right. so annoyingly depressed. <laughs> Who can relate to that? This reminds me of when you told Perrin that he should just get over it or whatever you told him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because of the, the head, what was it? The, the headaches? The stomach ache. The stomach oh, ache. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, my little tummy hurts. <laughs> Um, Chronically, I I have a chronic tummy ache. (laughs) Um, Some people have IBS, parent. Relax. Yeah, literally. Um, (laughs) It was not. Okay, whatever. The most mundane of issues. It was not a tummy. Okay, let's move on. Inner barking spirit. IBS. Um, And then right as quickly as we were told that we don't always have to be sad all the time, we launch into our really very sad stories. We share some drama. (laughs) Um, To really just, really just uh, cement it in. Um, <laughs> I wish we kind of got to hear more about the trauma or how Troll thinks about some of the trauma he talks about with Aerosol. I just, I mm-hmm. don't know. I kind of wish we heard that conversation in a way. What did that, what, yeah. I totally forgot. I, I know the name Aerosol. I remember that it like was the thing that like pushed people to do things, right? Mm-hmm. So it pushed Bottle, but it's that ancient spirit. And then in the fourth book, it kind of rapes Troll, if you'll remember. Yeah. I don't remember, but okay. Yeah, it happens. And it's 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 like it's like a, a one a sentence. Dream. It's like in a dream thing. Oh, and then you, we said that it was only one sentence. And that was like wild because the other ones are kind of like paragraphs. Yeah, kind of. Well, that is. Yeah, that sure. <laughs> I guess in a way, that's something I brought up. Yeah, in a way. Just anyway, saying. that's not all I wanted to say was I wanted to hear that conversation, but yeah, no, I agree. And then the, the promise that Quick Ben was talking about was the one to he made to Shadow Throne, right? Or to Hood or whatever. Who did he make the promise to? You know, we do know we saw him make the promise. I just don't know what he's what I, I, I don't fully remember what it is. You want to just tell us, Pete, instead of just kind of saying, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they hear the sound of the cussa. Whose cusser is it? Is it Hedge's or is it the one that Fiddler threw? Anybody know? Because I don't. It's the one that hedge, it's the one that Hedge threw. It's yeah, hedge I, didn't throws, right? I didn't even think about <laughs> Fiddler's exploding through. No, you know what? Because I have I'm no sorry. idea in proximity where they are to each it's other. It's got to be Hedge because they're all in the same place because Hedge was heading towards the place these guys already are. I yeah. really want it to be Hedge, but listen. When in the beginning of the chapter, when Fiddler and the rest are all ambushed, Sands gets teleported through a, a hole and they're like, oh, his munitions didn't explode. And then someone's like, yeah, they exploded on the other side of the portal. So I don't know. Hmm. But I don't know if why he would go to Talan. I, I'm pretty sure it's Hedge, but yeah, I'm, it, I'm yeah. But Sands, Sands is whoever Sands is They're uh, Sands Undertale. Anyway, their, their munitions exploded on the other side of a portal. So 
I'm looking forward to a one sentence reveal later in the book. That's like, if you're paying attention, sand stuff exploded here. I am not looking forward to that and likely won't even recognize it. It'll be a random explosion that happened for the first time. Yeah. So then we end with Shirk alone and she has to be the one that leads the Malazans, I think. Yeah, that's what they're insinuating. Which is no. fucking crazy if we think about where Shirk started and yeah. then decided. <laughs> talk about manifesting, you know? Talk uh, about manifesting. Yep, and Twilight is the queen of the shakes, and that's all we got. I mean, that's... yeah. That's that was that was it. That was the chapter. That's um, it. That's the chapter. Pete, sorry. May I ask a question? No. Uh, fuck. All right, fine. Um, <laughs> Pete, there's a whole, or I guess just everybody, but mostly Pete. There's a whole dead smell section where he just like drops a whole bunch of lore about the shake. Yeah. And he says like, uh, "Would you be surprised if I told you the word for twilight in your original language was Yenander?" And that Antovis mean meant night or dark. And just like, I don't know, Yanander sounds close to Animander and like it's uh, talking about dark and stuff. And then uh, uh, Darieg. Oh, OK. And he says, I'm not sure what Darieg is. We'll need to ask Sandalith. Oh, why would Sandalith know? But Yadanis is watch. I don't know. It's just like so many, much. Many things. It's, it's too many things, but it seems like. It seems like it's really trying to reveal something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what it's trying to reveal either. I get what you're saying, though, AJ. It's like we're on the cusp, but. Right. We're on the cusp. Pete, do you think we're on the cusp? Is the thing? Oh, God. I think you are like <laughs> waist deep in the pool. <laughs> but we're in the pool. That's like halfway. That's pretty good. I no, just like. What I mean is like. AJ got it. Like we're in it. The shake are Tisty Andy. Yeah, something. The shake are related to Tisty Andy somehow. Yeah, like, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, I okay, didn't. Cool. I didn't get that at all, AJ. Woo. I'm so impressed with you. I didn't yeah. get that at all. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Wild. I think it's because um, they're like related to. They're 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 not Tisty Andy, right? Okay, but still, that's closer to Tisty Andy than most people are. Yes, right? they're much closer to Tisty <laughs> Andy than most. <laughs> so. Okay, wait, okay, wait, okay, wait. I'm just thinking this through live on air right now. The the live. the ma- the witches or mages, whatever, they have talons, right? I uh-huh. I first thought of them as like bird talons, but what if they're like dragon talons? Oh. Like their claw. Like so they have some there's some sort of dragon in the shake bloodline somehow. Now, do you find that dragon and bird talons are different? I always thought they were pretty similar. I think they're pretty similar, but that's what I mean. Like when you hear talons, they're like, oh, it looks I mean they they're birds, but like they they could easily be dragon. Mm. Shake shake shake. Ba da 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 da. Yeah, the shake sh- shake shake. Ba da da ba da. Shake your talons. <laughs> shake your I talons. Expe- I didn't expect the visual with that, India. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hot dance craze that's sweeping TikTok. The visual is to put your hands like you're squeezing and then shake them back and forth. Right. Very good. T-Rex arms, if you will. Yes. Okay. Uh, Dragon arms. Sorry. (laughs) Great. Chapter 18. Tribunal's dad is Turidal Brizad, a.k.a. the Errant. Who knew? He believes Han and Mosag sent Bruth and Trana back home and thinks about how the Malazans are killing mostly Eater. Especially the mages. He then talks to Rulad and Han and Mosag about strategy. He says the Eater and Lethary must stand together and suggest two lines of defense, and Rulad agrees. He then gets Rulad to resume the challenges, with Karsa going second to last and Akarium going last. Noel tells Rulad that his killing of Akarium, considered a god by the Assessor's people, will help prove Rulad a god himself. Tribune Noel then talks to Karos and Vikdad about the economy. Invictad reveals he has been using the saboteur as cover for his own economic schemes, which have made him the wealthiest man in the empire. They decide the two of them will control the empire together. Karos Invictad goes to arrest the saboteur. It's Bug. The Errant meets with Featherwitch. 
She speaks of having saved names of the spirits from the rising floods, and he informs her that the ice prison of the Eater's Sea Demon is failing. Featherwitch orders him to stop Mail, aka Bug, and plans to recruit Udenas. The Aaron travels to an old temple to Mail and begins to weave a ritual. Bug meets with his advocate and begins the chain of defaults that will bring down the economy. The advocate is not happy. Janath and Tehul discuss why he's tanking the economy and come to the understanding that it is for the good of everyone, and also that he will take responsibility for what happens. Tenal Yathvinar arrives to arrest Bug. He announces his purpose and though Bug isn't there, arrests Janath as a fugitive and Tehul for harboring her. Bug returns to find them taken. He plans to go get them using an Elder God's Rage Unleashed. He sends Ublala off. He begins to use his power, but then is caught in the Aaron's trap that was set earlier. Rulat sees ghosts. Binadas, Fear, Trull, Udinas, and Nisal. He's just been told his parents drowned in the flooded cells. Quickben and Hedge meet, and Troll and Onrek watch while Troll cries. Troll is always crying, and Onrek always wants to talk about it. So Troll begins to speak about it. Okay! Woo-hoo! We're on our way to chapter 18! Wow. Let's go. Okay, so we start out with our good old friend, Triban. No friend. Good, good friend? <laughs> good see? friend. That's right. Uh, We're all Triban Knoll fans now. <laughs> We're in the Knoll hole, baby. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's facts. <laughs> I had to that's, just, the, that's the puster bust for the season. We tribbed in, tribbed <laughs> right in to this we tribbed knoll into hole. the knoll hole. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Very good. Very good. Very good. I have to tell you, I just find the fact that like he also is like abusing children to be totally unnecessary and you know yeah. I don't I don't think it adds anything. Yeah, Steve really went from zero to a hundred on this guy. <laughs> like I didn't know We were going like I knew four, we were going like fifty. <laughs> I knew he yeah, you're right. He was like fifty. He sucked he- shit. And then also a pedophile just really cemented that. I just think it makes the story less interesting. I don't know. That's my opinion. Like It yeah. adds nothing to the story. I didn't even know that he did that. Yeah, it's just like a one line. He's like, I'm going to abuse a child tonight to yeah, feel powerful. Like, it's like, like hey, well, I'm going to go back to my room and abuse a kid. And it's like, okay, I guess. Wait, yeah, but is yeah. that who then, um, Ruth? Yeah, the mom. What about the, her? Did the mom and the dad were talking about some, like these names are so hard for me. As as mm, I always say, fair. so Tribbin Knoll is the one. Was that the person who was um with the who was like keeping that lady in the basement? Taros Invict. No, that's the no, main guy. Um, um, that was Yathvanar. Uh, Tenal Yathvanar. Oh. Tenal Yathvanar. Fuck these names. Yeah. Yeah. Tribbin Knoll. Tribbin Knoll is the Lether uh, Chancellor. Next oh, to- the Chancellor. The Chancellor. Yeah. Got it. Uh, the names, I like when I read it, it's fine. But then when I'm re-reading it back, I'm like, hey. huh? yeah. <laughs> um, hence our good friend Tribbin Null. Uh, not a friend. Take it back. <laughs> our good enemy. All right. So how did you guys feel about like coming into that section? I don't know if we've talked since about Han and Mosag killing Ruth and Trina. Mm-hmm. So no one knows that at this point, correct? Right. I didn't know that. Okay. And so then Trevor and Noel just has no idea where. Yeah. Yes. Got it. Okay. Sorry, guys. Coming back in. I don't know. What do you I feel like? I just realized, too, this is devastating. What? AJ, you can keep this in the show. Okay. Earlier, I spoiled something for AJ and in India. For the first time ever on the history of this show, I purposely told them a spoiler because I thought it would be interesting, I guess, and I'm sleepy. I don't know. I've made a terrible mistake. But we can't even keep that in the show because then we would spoil future books for people who are reading this book. So we can't even use that audio. Wait, can we <laughs> use the audio and you just 
bleep like, it out. Bleep it out. Yeah, I'll bleep it. That'll be funny. I wasn't even here for it, so I'm still so completely lost. Well, uh, yeah, that was technically in a break, so it doesn't need to be in the episode. But I think bleeping it would be funny. Yes, I'll put Mark? it after. I'll put it after the credits, and I will bleep out the names. Okay. So if you're if you're listening to the show, or I'll you put could it put it unspoiled after the credits. I just feel such great shame, and I would like to ever ask all of my <laughs> listeners to formally forgive me. <laughs> I've deeply wronged you and the entire listener base. As as far as spoilers go, that one feels pretty light. Honestly. I am so sorry. I'm actually going to resign <laughs> from the show. So from now on, it's just going to be the three of them, and they're talking be- about these books that we don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> there'll be no yep. Peter. So. I'm sorry, and um, India, take it away. You're now, uh, you're you're fully, I pass you all responsibilities in regards to the show. In that case, um, thank you all for listening. Yeah, and we out. We <laughs> actually are going episode. to stop at Reaper's Gale. <laughs> that this was the last, po- this was the last episode. <laughs> Surprise! Woo! No, anyway, let's move on. Yeah, so we're back to uh, Hannon Mos. So mm-hmm. coming into Hannon Mosag, he says that he knows, you know, what the Malzans are around for, and he doesn't want to tell anyone. He's only going to tell Rulad. How do you guys feel about this conversation? Like, how do you guys feel about what's going on? We're just getting back after being only with the Bri- Bone Hunters. Um, we're coming back into the Lethery Eater world, you know, palace. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more different. I feel like it's interesting to go from two chapters like this, one being the bridge hunters, bone burners. <laughs> um, and times ain't easy, but they're all they're all bros. They're all working toward a common goal. You know, mm-hmm. they're all mm-hmm. sirs. And I love that everyone's a sir, by the way. Yeah, I love that stuff. That's great. I think I noticed in Memories of Ice, somebody called a, a, a female officer a sir, and I was like, nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. somebody called, I think, either Hellion sir or Sort yeah. sir, and I was like, and then I was like, yeah, love it. Um, Anyway, but then we go to, like, the Eater Lethery place, and it's totally a, a, just a complete different, like, it's just a shift from, like, we're, we're all palling around, calm, cool, collected, like, shit goes down, but we got this, we're working together. To like, I don't trust you and I don't trust you and I don't know what you're doing and I don't know what you're doing. And I'm not telling you, I'm only telling him. And mm. I don't know. I just feel like it, it's a, it's just a very, uh, there's just a lot of chaos. I hate to mm. say it, but it, there's <laughs> a like a lot. It's just, it's pure chaos, I feel, yeah. when I read about Lethery and the Eater. Um, and wow. I'm wondering how you guys feel coming into this chapter. The first thing you're hearing is someone doesn't know that Hannah Mosad killed someone else. Hannah Mosad comes back and is like, I know why people are here. And I'm only <laughs> telling Rulad alone because obviously God knows. I I, uh, I don't even know. But how do you guys feel? What are your thoughts? India, I love that that observation. I, ne- I didn't even make that connection. That was like, we just went from this entire set. First of all, I didn't realize the entire first, last section was all bone hunter stuff. <laughs> Wild. And then we go from like this group that's like just implicit trust at all times because that's all we have to this group that is like implicit distrust at all times because that's all we have. Literally. Uh, it's really good. That's so cool. That is such a Great observation. Thank you so much. And you really said it in one sentence and it took me a good three minutes to get that whole thought out. Um. <laughs> no, but I think, no, I mean, it was, it's a, it was, it's a lot though. Like that's wild. The, the, as far as the actual conversation goes. Yeah. I don't know. It was annoying. I was like, man, this stinks. It but, was annoying, but I will say I at least enjoyed Hannah Mosick being around and at least playing politics more mm. than when it's just like another scene of him being in the basement and being absolutely. a weirdo. <laughs> and just sure. like, it's like, wh- sure. what's what's Hannah Mosick doing? He's being a weirdo and like, or he's going to talk to Featherwitch <laughs> or he's like just being around. So I don't know. I enjoy like politicking so much and I enjoy being yeah. in the throne room and having people politics. So I enjoy this type of scene in a sense. Yeah. Mm. I do you guys feel like Hannon Mosag is kind of sucking shit though at this politics thing now nowadays because he really just like does fuck all to try and like we don't get this audience you know yeah I feel like I feel like he's just so worked up <laughs> that he no longer knows how to do it and I feel like it, it's kind of connected to what Pete said of like it's been so long since we've seen Hannah Mozag in kind of a situation like this where I think it's just like maybe he's out of practice but also yeah. his whole body has been like melted and probably his mind as well so that probably also 
comes into account. But oh yeah, you aren't wrong. You aren't wrong. <laughs> but no, yeah, I totally agree though. It did seem he was just like really kind of scrambling the whole mm. time. And I mean, especially next to Trip and Noel, who has been this person who has like had this like perfect handling not perfect but like for him it's worked out uh like this perfect handling of of like you know his words and and the throne room rule and stuff you know yeah two completely different energies from these gentlemen for sure we also find out that uh he's the errand's kid oh my god but also he fucks the errand sometimes wait 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 i missed that wait 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 yeah yeah. Crazy so, stuff, right? <clears throat> okay, so the Chancellor is the Aaron's kid. Okay. Wait. Yes. Huh? Yes, we get that. How? It, well, yeah, he's we the kid th- of the errant when the errant was being the consort, the 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 the, the uh, maybe I forget not the consort. To I don't the know, queen. Ter- the, to the, the, the yeah, Tarot yeah. Brizad yeah, from the, the fifth uh, book. Yeah, the king from King Esgara from the other book, uh the queen is the mom of Turtle Brizad, and fucking the errant is the dad. But then, and they know, and he says that, like, you know, he's never officially told by either of them that that's his dad. But then he also then goes on to say that later he would just go on to also fuck his dad. Uh, and is it's absolutely bizarre. And, and, what? and also, like, you would think somewhere in there he would then go, weird how my dad has literally been the same age my entire life and has never looked any different and never aged a single day. Isn't that, and it's just kind of always around. Isn't that weird? Was yeah. this the whole, was this the whole section that you're talking about that the hands? Yeah. Yeah. It starts with the yeah. hands talk. He talked about his dad's hands uh, yeah. being so good at being, you know, our artistry, but looking so bad. And then his <sighs> looking so nice, but being so bad at everything. And he goes, yes, my dad fucking whatever they call the, the errant. Oh my Turidol God. Brizat. So, so wow. weird and gross. That I don't totally, understand. Why? So totally f- not needed at all. The errant is a real person who exists or is in yes. air. Yes. He was in the fifth book. He still well, is I mean, in this one. Well, this one he yeah. sort of is. So the Eris all. Not no. completely different. Errant. The errant. He's the guy who can nudge people to like make them do. I thought that was the Eris all. No, no that's, that's the errant. Uh, so if so you when you nudged. talked earlier about the aerosol nudging, that no, that was a totally different person who assaulted troll. You guys, okay, wait. So the Ar- so the errant is the one that told them like when they all left after killing Roulette, they all left and and they nudged someone to go as well. Yes, uh, mm. the brother. Fear. Fear. That was yeah. the errant. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a real person who did that. Yeah, it was a real person with who's actually a god. So it's like like bug. Like bug. Oh, like bug. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh. Wow. Steve. I didn't that. Okay. Jeez Louise. Uh, um. Moving on. Anyway. And All then right. we. Oh God. Sorry. No. No. Please. No. Well, you're the one. You're you're hosting. I don't. Know. I. I sometimes when I host like it to be actually surprise. AJ pops in and start and says something. <laughs> uh, we then get a conversation between the two worst people in the book. <laughs> Trip and Noel and Taros and Vicdad. Or Karis, Karis and Vicdad are like, hey, I suck. And it's like, no, nah, I suck worse. It's not actually the conversation. And but And that's what I mean. Don't we already hate these guys? I don't yes. know why he has to bang kids for it to also be... <laughs> Like, yeah. I, I just feel like I don't I don't really get it. But. I'm with you. I'm with you 100 percent on that. Yeah. Just drive it home, you know, really drive it home that these dudes suck shit and they have no redeemable qualities. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. So they talk. I, I, I just need clarification because they, they go back and forth a lot and there's a lot of proper nouns here. So Noel, Triven Noel has been talking to Rautos Hivenar and Rautos Hivenar, who's the head of the Liberty Consign, mm. has been giving money to Karos and Vicdad that Karos and Vicdad has been using to fund the patriotists. Mm. I believe that to be fact. Okay. I just really had to, there was, it was really kind of just like, but Karos and Karos and Vicdad is also doing something with the money to try and destabilize the Liberty consign. Karos and Vicdad is saying that they have figured out who, so he has been asking for money from Rautos Hivenar right. uh, for stuff. 
but with the express purpose of actually just getting all of his money, not really needing it as much as he's saying he is. Because he's also trying to destabilize things. But unlike Teho, who's trying to destabilize things to bring down everybody, Carol's Invictad is like, I'm going to play the game, destabilize everything, end up as the richest man here, and rebuild (laughs) this empire in my own image. Okay. Okay. But then at the same time, does he like inadvertently take credit, try and take credit for like bug schemes? A hundred percent. He's trying okay. to play off Tayhole and Bug as like sort of small fries in his grand ambitions, which is like, fuck off, dude. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I also think there's an element there where he's trying to act like that's a part of his plan and the situation's mm-hmm. under yeah, control yeah, 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 and yeah. that there isn't like him exactly. being out of control. Okay. Thank you. I just really wanted to make sure I got that right. Because similar to the military stuff, the economic stuff, also really hard for me. Anyway. Moving on. Moving right along. I'm glad that we could clear that up. We all feel very economically savvy at this point, And we are ready to launch into some other bullshit, which is the errant and fucking feather witch. Mm-hmm. Trap city, baby. Is anybody else surprised at like Feather, which is um, the only word I could really think of is audacity. <laughs> yeah. Surprised by it? No, no, no. She has that terrible line too, where she's like talking about worship as like a weapon or something. Yeah. I know how to mm-hmm. use your power no. better than you do. <laughs> no. And, yeah. and so, then like, I, and then they're, and then he's like, oh, poor Udonis, you know? Yeah. Right. Because she plans on bringing him into the fold to stop. Yeah. What, what is she trying to do? What do they want? Anybody, anybody know what they want? Anybody know what the final goal is of the errant and now working with Featherwitch? Anyone? Uh, not particularly. I think they're kind of vaguely fighting against the crippled god is like the errant, but I, I don't really know anymore. There's too many gods and too many things they want to do. Interesting. I, I think the errant is just trying to like get everything back to how it was like a year ago. And Featherwitch is just trying to get as much power as she can. Uh, Cause she also talks about knowing the names of the forgotten gods and like yeah. wa- wanting to uh, invoke them also under her power somehow. So I think she's just out for, she's just out for, for power, which is not fun. That's fair. Who isn't power for power's sake. So yeah, that's, that's that. I don't really know where that's going. Really, really interesting. Um, you know, we love to see it. I have no fucking idea what's going on. Um, anyway, so then I don't really know if it was like super relevant, but we also, well, I guess it is super relevant. And we also kind of discover that um, Feather Witch wants the Errant to take down Bug Mail, Mailbug. Is yeah. that Feather Witch wants that? Well, it's just like that's they plan that's it and then the they plan. do it. So, OK, OK. I don't. But that's my thing is like my confusion right now is that I don't really understand like things keep happening and I mm. don't know a part like if it's a part like why it's happening. And I that mm. keeps happening. That's my trend of every everything that happens in this book. And then there's like connections to be made, but I'm still not making them. And so that's kind of frustrating. Um, and it's really kind of hard to like lead a story when I don't really know what's actually important. So that's why I really do appreciate you guys, you stepping in sometimes, AJ, if you want. Because I keep saying, like, oh, I don't know if this is relevant, but this happened because I literally just don't know. Anyway, getting back into it. They also believe that they know who is sabotaging the economy and they are going to arrest them, um, whoever that may be. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Who could it be? But I mean, I guess they know, right? So, <laughs> right. So we meet back up then with Tayhol and Janath, mm-hmm. where everyone's just you know chatting, talking, all the common things that we talk about: sadness and how bad everything is. And Tenal Yathvinar comes to arrest no other than Ba-ba-ba-ba. Bug. Mm. But Bug's not there. But Bug's not there. He's not. Yeah. And then. Arrests Janath and Tehol. I can I have to say I've never had such a sinking pit in my stomach feeling as this scene because Mm. why did Tehol not just be like, get the fuck out of here? Because if Tano Yathanar shows up and it's just Tehol, he's gonna be like, Oh, where's Bug? And he'll be like, I don't know. 
but having Janeth here just ruins everything. And I mm. feel so worried about the two of them now in the clutches of the Patriotists. Like, so unbelievably upset that they have been caught. Mm. And then Mail comes to try and find them. So then Bug comes back. He sees that his um his friends were taken and is like, well, I guess I got to use that fucking elder thing and do what I do, mm. which is mostly crazy and wild. Um, TBT to when he just kind of, I don't know what he did. Remember that time when Tehul died <laughs> and yeah. he just kind of ripped people apart? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Incredible. Love to see it. Wish I could do that. But plants use that, gets caught in the Aaron's trap and shit. Then um, that's where we end there. Oh no, what's going to happen? We don't know. We we flip to Rulad, who was just told that his fucking parents are dead. Was that literally everyone he knows is, is dead? Is that real? Problem is what real? Well, we don't know. We don't know. Were, are his parents really dead? Is that real, or was that like a, a dream he was having? Oh um, no, that has to be real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, that, I just don't know because then we spend a lot of time in his head in like a dream thing. So I wasn't sure how much of it is like. Well, yeah, he's he's seeing these dreams because of the message he just got about his parents. That's what has set him off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which is a crazy off-screen way to kill them. I did well, not see but that coming also, at all. Who's the one that gave the message? Because if it was Trib and Noel, then there's no fucking way it's true. It's well, it's definitely true. They were never gonna once they got down there, they were never coming back up, man. Never, never a hope they were ever gonna make it back up. All right. Which is kind of crazy though, because. Earth, mm-hmm. how do you guys say that name? Earth, yeah. Earth is magical, right? Yeah, she's like like a, shadows. She's like a witch, but she was not in shadows. She was in darkness. She was they in darkness, explicitly right. said there was. They were making sure it's different. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. I hope not too. But that sucks. Rulad now is just uh, got. Uh, uh, who knows? Rulad I has love some, this some whole scene. It's awesome. It's, all, it's I mean, beautiful. Yeah. It is heartbreaking. I mean, obviously it's sad, but it's great. I don't know. It's just perfect. It's a perfect fucking scene. 10 out of 10. All the brothers. We see all the stuff. There's, it's, I don't know. It's just what else do you want? You know? They're inc- it's so good. It's his self-loathing finally, like, fully taking him over. Like, these these are the battles Literally. that we never see happening. Mm-hmm. Like, we've never gotten this, like, full POV inside yeah. his head. We're, we're culminating. Yeah. And then we also learn earlier, which also sucks, is, like, after finding this news, Rulad's going to have to do these battles which i hope that we actually see because oh god if we don't i'm gonna cry um <laughs> but like seeing the inner the inner workings of this poor individual's mind it's just like yeah. what does what does he even have left like yeah. and he and i'm sure if he was allowed to he'd be like just kill me mm-hmm. um oh yeah i mean he kind of he kind of says it here it's like i've died a thousand deaths but i like i can't be free something like that right Right. Then we, so that sucks. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy to think about in the beginning, like in the last book, um, when I'm like, haha, fuck Rulad. Now it's just like, there's literally, you can't feel anything, but just sad when Rulad comes back, Mm -hmm. Um, which is like interesting and crazy. But good job, Steve. Love it. Um, Then we switch to Troll. He's crying because Quick Ben um, meets with Hedge. How does that happen? Guys, anybody? Is it, is Hedge still dead? Yeah, Yeah, still So. But he- the Hedge was just heading into the place that the other three have been in for a little bit now. Yeah, they've right. been in Talon, so. Yeah. And he's visible? Yeah. Yeah. Ghosts are visible. Because he was, well, he was visible, like, like when he was with Perrin, he was visible. So it's like that same, oh, yeah. that same situation. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. I forgot about that. And they're reunited, and it's beautiful. Troll's crying. Shocker. <laughs> and that's where we end, baby. Yeah. Really, really sweet moment. I can't believe I forgot about that when we were talking about it earlier. But mm-hmm. one thing that we kind of glossed over because it's not really anything, but the part like we knew that Hedge had entered into the same area that Quick Ben and, and them were because after he blows Emroth up, he walks up to her body parts and it's like, oh, man, that's a nice looking leg. She was probably hot. <laughs> Bummer. I had to blow her up. <laughs> yeah. What a crazy sentence. <laughs> it was a wild thing. It's the shapely thigh on the ground or something. I was like, Jesus Christ. We don't have to make pieces of a body. Have like, a man, little. This ghost is horny. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> just, a, just a soldier at the end of the day. Good stuff. Um, yeah, P, I agree. I love that Rulad scene. I love this little reunion here at the end. I do also, um, when Tahol and jumping back a little bit, when Tahol and Janath are having that whole conversation uh, before Yathvanar shows up, they're talking about like, what it like what wealth means and stuff and like all of that junk 
and, and Janath is saying that he's like wrong for for like where's the virtue and morality in sure in like doing this whole thing and he has this this whole chunk that I think is just like it's just a good another good quote in these books um just about like society and stuff and us living in a society we do live um, in a society we do we live, live in a society, in a society. um so I'm, I just want to read like the end of it because so he's talking about he starts off this whole section with uh, where's the virtue in any of it talking about like in like capitalism more or less and like civilization and stuff like what what is where's the virtue in like holding up people who have more money against other people all this stuff um and then he the 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 final sentiment in that whole thing is where is the virtue in two sets of rules at odds with each other and why are those fancy words like moral and ethical the first ones to bleat out from the mouths of those who lost sight of both in their climb to the top since when did ethics and morality become weapons of submission mm. uh, just a, good, a really it's a really good question good quotes, good quotes. <sighs> really good quote i think yeah raises i mean this whole you know we've talked about leather being this whole allegory of like you know money and and capitalism and all this stuff but i just think this is a really good encapsulation and to, to hear it from from tehol and for him to be like here are the reasons i'm doing what i am and like we've kind of known why he was doing it right but like well, in a way right, he's kind of, arguing for revolution right yeah ex- yeah yeah exactly and, and just to see him in this like moment of complete sincerity be like yo fuck this system fuck these people it's yeah he's like, never he's he's never fully been like ranting and raving about it before it was awesome yeah it's like totally earnest which i i just i love i really mm-hmm. really loved it no. um that's i just wanted to bring that up before we ended the episode um <sighs> before thank you we ended the episode my turn yeah i do want to say i w- i was on the phone with my good friend aj Faleri the other day <gasps> That's me. I was like, oh, I really want to tell you about, I was kind of drunk. I was like, I kind, I really want to tell you about, ask you this thought I have about Malazan. I really want to talk to you about this idea. <laughs> and yeah, and then I was like, but I guess I can't tell you until you maybe finish the 10th book. So um, <laughs> I have to say, I feel like more than ever, and maybe that's why I went rogue earlier. I just feel <laughs> like so anxious to just talk to you guys about all of the books <laughs> but we are not quite there yet, you know. Yeah, still a little bit of a wait. So close, and yet still so far. It's st- but we consider we're seven books deep essentially. That is mm-hmm. pretty far, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend about the podcast, uh, Stephanie. <gasps> Shout out, Stephanie! What up? She'll never listen either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, and she was like, you still are doing that? You're not done yet? Yeah, people ask like, me that all the time. Yeah, all oh, the no, time. No. <laughs> people really, so, yeah. It's like, I'm like, you don't understand how big these fucking books are. It's like, two, it's like two or three a year is what we get from. So. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is we're going into the fourth book. And I'm just curious what your guys' thoughts are before we go into kind of the closing, uh, kind of the closing parts. Or you know what? We're we're always predicting the end of things. Here's a good question. Going in the final part, uh, Josh, what's the storyline in this book that you've enjoyed the most thus far? Ooh. Ooh. Awesome question, oh, PB. Wow, Pete. I really, I really like, especially because of how fucking nothing it has to do with anything else. I love the red mask shit. I love that it's just these planes battles halfway across this continent that have fuck all to do with the rest of the story. And I'm so invested in it because what, because why is it happening? (laughs) That's what I want to know. I knew you were going to pick that Josh. (laughs) Uh, India, what about you? That's a really, 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 really hard question. Josh, I don't know how you came up with an answer so fast. Uh, I pick, um, Oh, okay. You know what? This one, I'm going to pick actually Carsa and, Mm. Saren Pedak. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you mean? I really like. Do you I mean just Karsa feel like and uh, Sam Ardev? Sam Ardev. Mm. Sam Ardev. Same. Those are the same people to me. <laughs> um, those are another one of those names that are the same. Uh, Sam Ardev and Karsa. Yeah, I really like how their relationship is progressing. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. I'm. I'm. I'm shipping it. Really? Yeah. She's shipping it. Wow. I don't know. Karsa got a little jelly in the last. He did. Um, he did. I liked it. Chapters. So. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like they really balance each other out. Mm. Savage killer. Witch. Scholarly (laughs) Samar. Yeah. It just goes together. It's like, you know, nurses and cops. (laughs) (laughs) Classic pairing. I have no Um, idea what to make of that. AJ, what what about you? Yeah, I think um, 
I think my favorite storyline so far is the the troll on rack quick bend stuff. I mean, I think it's kind of predictable. Shocking. It's kind of predictable Shocking. for me. To, yeah. But I think the one, mm-hmm. honestly, uh, and it the only reason that this one I'm about to bring up isn't my current favorite is because it so little has happened in it is the the Twilight stuff, the shake stuff. I am all in on yeah. that. I, I am yeah. loving yeah. I'm loving the like since since she she showed up and met her brother. I was like, oh, this is going to be this is going to be sick. But just like nothing really. It's every 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 time we talk to them, we get like a teeny bit of stuff happening. Like, I feel like that 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 storyline is just moving so much slower than all the other ones. So I think right now it's it's the quick bend uh, trio is my favorite part of this book. My favorite group in this book. Interesting to hear. Well, what about you, PB? Me? Uh, that's easy. I think what I've enjoyed the most this uh, read through is revisiting some of the Saren Pedak, Udanis, uh, White Crow. No, India, uh, different people. Nice. Different people. In. Never mind. <laughs> um, so I think that's been really nice to revisit. And um, I'll share some more thoughts about all that when we eventually finish <laughs> reading Reaper's Gale. Woo! Um, so Ooh. speaking of which, I think we're set up to uh, Josh and AJ are going to host and then I'll uh, bring us uh, bring us back to the home base. Hoorah. Yep. So nice. um, uh, How exciting. I think, I think this came out. This episode will come out right before the new year. Happy new year. Everyone. Right before the new year. Yeah. Right. So happy new year. And uh, you know what? 2022. Don't you fucking say it. <laughs> Just leave it. <laughs> Wait. Damn. 2022. Just leave it. Just shut up. <laughs> shut that's, it. The tag, that's the tagline for 2022. Just, Just shut fucking up. leave it. Just fucking leave it. Don't say it. Don't you dare. <laughs> Imagine Ryan it. Seacrest. Happy 2022, everyone. Just fucking leave it. Just fucking leave it. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening, Bye. everybody. You're welcome for an awesome podcast hosted by yours truly, the India with the mostest. Check us out on 10 Very Big Books on Twitter and the Patreon. So if you guys want to take a quick couple minutes to read yeah. through and then we'll launch right in. I'm going to get some water. Can I can I tell you guys a little secret that Josh doesn't know, won't know? Oh, yeah. Um, do you know about Sure. You know, she's actually related to a character we know. Is it You know this. Oh, baby. Oh my god. <laughs> What, what did I just walk that's into? That's fucking crazy. Oh that's God. fucking crazy. Because I, that's. <laughs> what happened? Mom? Oh. Mommy? Mommy, sorry. Mommy, sorry. Exactly. Do we tell Josh? Because you said Josh won't know. The thing is, it, you could have put it together. So I think we should just not tell Josh. I think that's what we should do. <laughs> It's not, it, Josh, it's nothing relevant to anything that happened in these chapters. It's just a piece of information. I, I, that, great. I do not need more of those in my life. I am set here. <laughs> Literally. I, I, I kind of regret telling you it, but it's, I don't know. It's not, th- not super important, actually. So I'm it, dying uh, by that. That makes so much fucking sense. I mean, it's, it's. Th- this right. will go down, I think, is the only time I've spoiled something for you, too. All right. Oh, I was right. On. I was right. India, do not look into it. That's what that's what they just said. That you that 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 that's it. India, do not look into it. <laughs> she's deep. She's waist deep in the pool, Pete. For sure, I, she is. I stopped. I stopped because <laughs> I saw. I, oh my god, this is this is wild. I should never have revealed that. This is my greatest mistake. No, it's good. All right, let's move on. <laughs>